Let's talk about sex. Well, you know, I regularly am in searching kind of how Sexy Marriage Radio is doing, just kind of keeping everything up to date, trying to mm-hmm. check. You know, I'm the techno geek between us. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I know. And uh, it's, I, I came across something that was really kind of awesome. That okay. Just today, as we're recording this show, Sexy Marriage Radio was number 12 in the sexuality category in iTunes. Oh, it's because we're so countercultural. It is. We are swimming against the stream. And it's also because <laughs> our listeners are awesome. And they speak up and they tell their friends and they leave reviews and they leave comments. And that's what helps us climb the charts. And I want to hope, I, I'm asking straight out, I want to climb into the top 10. Actually, Aww. top five. That's where. That's the goal. Is, is let's make it happen, and I think we can because our listeners, again, are the sexiest listeners out there. I know. You all are awesome. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio with Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, where we do swim against the stream because we're talking about love and life and sex in marriage. Yes, where we think that is the best place for all of the above. And sometimes it's tested. I was telling... <laughs> Corey, before the show started, that my husband and I are in the process of selling a house and buying a new house, which is all a big answer to prayer because it meant he got a a great new career change. And um, man, there's times that that will test your mettle. (laughs) It's one of the major life stressors. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of stress, that is one of the deterrents can be to great sex. So Yes, it can. I was thinking we could talk about beliefs that we tell ourselves or things that we tell ourselves that do get in the way of fabulous intimacy and connection and passion. Maybe we can help our listeners. Yeah, because I think we all struggle. I know I'll personalize it. I know I struggle with these self-limiting beliefs or these mantras or these ideas or distortions that I've just bought hook, line, and sinker at some point in my life and I continue them mm-hmm. and it ends up being a, a detriment to what I'm wanting in life or what I'm wanting in marriage and specifically right. for our show, what I'm wanting in sex that right. you know, I don't speak up or I don't initiate or I don't make a move or I don't whatever because, oh, well, last time, you know, 15 years ago when I tried that, <laughs> She didn't like it. So therefore, she probably will never like it again. And so I won't, you know, and it's just think of how distorted that is. Right. Yeah. There's some that I buy into totally because I want to. I'm not even blind to them. <laughs> well, that's a whole different ball game, I think, Gina. <laughs> but it is. I think there's probably, let's, let's start the show with this idea of, of breaking down. Okay. What is a self-limiting belief or okay. a distorted way of thinking? And, yes. And because it, it will help kind of set the stage of for where we can go. And then I and then I do want to talk a little bit specifically about what are some of the beliefs that men typically will have, women typically will have mm-hmm. that do trip us up when it comes to sex. Because there's gender okay. specifics in there. And then there's yes. universal human things yes. in there because we all are born in families and we all have dysfunction <laughs> in, in our past and in our present. So so a self-limiting belief is something that you've bought into or you've you've come to believe about yourself, obviously, that isn't necessarily true, but it does limit 
or deter or stifle something that you want. Right. It can be a belief about yourself or a belief about your situation or your mate as well. The fact is that it, it limits your expression and your potential right. because you believe it. And they're typically so. negative. They're, they're typically very judgmental about yourself, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, because some of the easiest ones are, well, I'm fat or I'm lazy or I'm not athletic or I don't look mm -hmm. good enough or I don't like this part about my body or I don't have a good enough job. I don't provide enough money. Uh, you know, all these things. That and are, all those things can be held by one mate towards the other mate. And then it's still self-limiting because they're believing it. Right. And what, what you said about negative is it just makes you feel a negative energy. It makes you feel unaroused or resentful or right. the opposite of amorous and charged up. Right. So, okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and the opposite of passionate Exactly. Because self-limiting beliefs are also a big thing in just life and beyond exactly. just sex. It's it's a big thing in, in being passionate and living in the moment and breaking through barriers and creating a life that you really, really want. Sure. So if, if that's the self-limiting belief, the ones that come to my mind for men, and a lot of these are kind of my experience and then also some of the men I've worked with, you know, you'll hear – and this is specifically tied to marriage and married life. You know, the the easiest one is, well, when she's in a bad mood, there's no way she's going to be interested in sex. You know, if I if I see Pam <laughs> stressed out about life or she's had a really bad day at work and she's on edge and well, the immediate self-limiting belief I've got is, well, there's no sense making a move, I'm going to get shot down. Partly that's out of self-preservation, which is <laughs> maybe but, true, but that that doesn't necessarily always mean that because she's in a bad mood, sex won't happen. Yeah, I can speak from the wife's point of view if I'm in a really bad mood and um, Mr. Paris were to come on to me. My first response would be, you know, you know, as in leave me alone, stop it. But if he pursued me and continued in that with um that whimsy and the way that he's able to woo me with i only know one solution to a really bad day or some of those cute things that he <laughs> right. says you know right. he could totally change my state but chances are he would give up after the first initial um right response rejection whatever so that's a good point i'm glad you brought that up yeah because that's in in a lot of it you think about it listen kind of unpack the idea of of this belief that it's based on something that was true that's that's how we kind of come to these conclusions sure that we've heard it from somebody or and what we're talking about in this show is we've had an experience where yeah i made a move one time when pam was in a bad mood and i did not we did not have sex well, and then the meaning you add to that. We right. didn't have sex, therefore that was terrible. That right. was unbearable. I don't ever want to feel that again. Right. We tell ourselves what an experience means rather than saying, hey, next time, better luck. Right. Because so, the, problem, the problem then becomes where I, will, I act as if that belief is always 100% true. Yeah. And that's not at all the case in life. Especially with women. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're dealing with a woman. <laughs> that is a true statement, and we're going to blow right past that one. So the other one that comes to my mind with, with guys, 
when it comes to just our sex life. And this isn't necessarily the ones that this, I guess this may tie to some of the men that don't have the high desire. Okay. You know, in comparison. And some of that is an identity thing because they fall in, they fall in victim to the belief of, well, men are supposed to be the high desire. And so I'm not, so there's something wrong with me. So therefore that just perpetuates a lower desire. When in reality, okay, desire is just desire. It doesn't matter if it's high or low. It's more about, are you being you? Are you being honest with yourself and and what you really want? Because for some men, sex is not as high on the list as it is for others. So that's fine. Be honest about that with yourself and your spouse. So falling victim to the idea that, well, I'm supposed to be the high desire can be limiting when you're not. Hmm. So what's the, um, that's interesting. So the, so he starts with being honest. I have lower desire than my wife. Therefore what, what's the liberating enlarging belief? Well, the large, the larger belief or the truth is that it's not right or wrong either way. It's, it's more about understanding the process and the, the continuum that you're both on that one of you is going to be high. One of you is going to be low. I think that's a fact Mm -hmm. of married life. And especially when it comes to sexual desire. Right. So it's more about honoring yourself and each other to know that, to know what happens, to know that if she's more amorous than you, her willingness or desire and interest, generally speaking, for a woman to reach out and initiate is a a bigger risk than it is for a guy. Right. Because most guys, we're wired a little easier to just let that stuff, you know, we know it's just a matter of odds. You know, we'll, we'll have another chance at bat. And so... All right, statistically speaking, I'll get a chance, you know. But for a woman, it's it's a little harder to muster up that oh, I'm really interested in sex, so I want to initiate that. And so it's kind of understanding the process and the the differences between masculine femininity and and the the role you play, being open, being aware of what's going on. So mm-hmm. it, it, the other thing that comes to my mind too for men is the idea of and this might tie into the low desire. I'm not really sure, but I think it. I think it does hit all men. Is well, how how good am I at providing for my family? Right. I, you know, lots of men, and specifically in my case too, where I am not the major breadwinner of my family. I'm the mm-hmm. one that takes care of the kids predominantly because our schedules fit, and it's also playing to our strengths. Right. So, so that's an identity hit, though. It was for a while when we first shifted roles, and I was in school and finishing up and, and taking care of the kids when they entered the picture. That was a little bit of a hit of, wow, I'm not the provider. You know, and does that mean I'm not a man? You know, and all this kind of stuff that it's, it's a limiting belief that you have to come to grips with and, and decipher out what's true, what's not, and create what, you, what, what fits better for you. Yeah, that is, those are really big things. I'm sitting here listening to you say them and I'm like, I want to know, well, what should you believe instead? What's more, <laughs> what's more helpful? Cause that's, these feel painful. Well, they are painful. And it's the same thing. We talked about this in a prior show just recently of, it, you know, if a man's going along during sex and all of a sudden you get into your own head and you start getting that performance anxiety or right. you start spectatoring, which is where you're just focusing on your own performance. 
And then you realize, whoa, I don't know if I'm going to reach climax now. And then you start getting crazy, you know, more pressure on yourself. That's a limiting belief of I must have an orgasm and ejaculate every single time I have sex. Well, yeah, really? Do you have to? Does that right. mean you're not a man if you can't once, twice, 10, 15 times? No, <laughs> you know, there's other parts of your body can provide pleasure. Times, maybe you just need more time, you know, and so... It's challenging those things that we just usually buy and, re mm -hmm. and then they don't serve us well. Yeah, it's completely a matter of knowing when we talk about winning your game, knowing what your game is, what your rules are. Or have you just bought into somebody else's rules and somebody else's game? Right. When victory might be marked by uh, connection and and heart intimacy and a thriving, healthy relationship and your full expression in your house and in the marketplace, you reaching your personal potential. Right. So I think that's so important because it doesn't matter if we're talking about your sex life, your business or your sport, different competitors that I work with will always struggle with that same question. Am I good enough? Right which is probably the ultimate all encompassing limiting belief. I'm not good enough. Right. I'm not it, whatever, beautiful enough, rich enough, successful enough. So that's why how you do sex is how you do life. Cause it plays out there in your most intimate space. So it's great to check up on that and say, Hmm, I wonder where I believe where I learned this. You know, I guess I'm really thinking this wonder where I learned it. Mm -hmm. Does it still serve me anymore? Hmm, no. Why don't I choose to believe? that right instead right yeah so let's let's switch genders for a second sure so i mean obviously some of these can be interchanged right but what t tell me what what do you think on for the woman's side will will be some of those limiting beliefs that will trip up her sexuality her sex life yeah the biggest one is we the biggest one there's several big ones. We have, I think, so many elements as women. We're supposed to do everything and do it perfectly and look beautiful the whole time. So all of these things affect our energy. Any relationship issue, you know, if we don't feel like, man, things are firing on all pistons with our mate, there's a good chance we don't feel sexually charged. Okay. Unless we're the kind of person who needs sex to feel like it's normal. Right. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? I, yeah, that, that's true. Cause that's more of a deprivation. I want to, I, I need it for my own propping up so that I feel better about me and us. And, yeah. And that's a coping mechanism. Unless that's, yeah. Or that's for some people that's simply their love language. That's how they feel validated and, and right. significant. Like, Oh, okay. Well, Hey, we're still hitting a home run in the bedroom. I guess we're all right. Right. So, that's one personality versus the other one who's just like, I don't feel like it, therefore I can't. Right. So when we're stressed out, we just think, oh, it ain't going to happen. And that's a big one because that's, that's that buying into the idea that my emotions are true all the time and they determine everything about me. Exactly. Which... Where sometimes we have to just say, all right, I have to do this to myself all the time. <sighs> Gina, take a breath, set down the drama. Because I'm kind of passionate, so if I'm really mad, I'm really mad. But 
I, I'm not confrontive, so I'll just be mad to myself, you know, it's bad. And so I have to tell myself, set down the drama and see what's going on here. And then I'll, I can, ah, oh, that's all right. right. And then I can move forward. So that belief about our mate is one, you know, he's blank, 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 blank. Therefore, I can't be aroused and attracted to that. Right. And then um, when in reality, I think if we'll kind of rise up to the challenge and be loving and, and be responsive, we might find ourselves really um, healing a lot of issues in there. I think that sex can be a healer, but another belief that then is directed towards ourself when we just feel beat down or unattractive, probably that's the biggest one. When we compare ourselves to the media's message of yes. what is sexy. Yes. I mean, granted for 99% of us, there's going to be a huge discrepancy between <laughs> what we see in the mirror and what we see on a flipping movie. Right. <laughs> so that can be humiliating. And make you just want to shut down rather than, whew, right. you know, be completely unfettered right. sexually. And comparison and, is such a big deal. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't like it. That would be my, those would be my saboteurs of choice. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then we mentioned, you mentioned this early in our, in our show prep of the idea that oftentimes or sometimes husbands can be, uh, short and biting and disrespectful with yes or yeah. you know too blunt or too harsh or too personal and then therefore that's bought into at a deeper level you know because right i mean think about how easy that would be if, if a woman is feeling bad and insecure about some aspect of her body and, a, and based her, on media and mm -hmm. well yeah wherever it comes from it, i mean it, right. it, it, it could be true family too. yeah and it yeah. could be true that and then the husband says something about it specifically that you're already valued more in that relationship. So therefore their opinion is usually carried with a lot more weight. Boy, that's really hurt. You know, that it's can, a that nag. Can, yeah. A lot of husbands, I'm thankfully mine doesn't, but I know a lot of guys that really do, they nag and yeah. they nitpick about, about the body. That'd be really hard. I'll yeah. just, if if Paul did that to me, I, he'd have a hard time getting lucky from this body <laughs> that he's picking out all the right. time. And that's the other aspect, too, I think that's a self-limiting belief, is, is it turns into a power struggle of, well, if you don't do this, then I won't do that. And that's that's limiting both sides. That, well, yeah, if you don't like my body, why should I give it to you? Right. It's not for your pleasure. It's not like you're saying... Oh, you know, I love this. I love you. I love everything about you. It's like, ah, oh, I need to get off. You're right. the one closest to me. Yeah. It's that is so opposite of what we want to, exactly. you know, build here at sexy marriage exactly. radio. And then, and then the other thing I can think of as you just talked about that is do you have the dynamic where the sex is all focused on the man? Exactly. You know, it's all about the husband. And mm -hmm. so therefore she has this believe she can buy into this belief actually this would be co-created on both sides but mm -hmm. for the for the wife she could buy into the belief of well it's just about him it's just, so it's not about me so if i were to you know change it up and want to be on top or change it up and say hey i want you here or i want you to do this he's going to get mad or he's going to not want you know well do you know that for sure no. So it's a limiting belief of I can't seek my own pleasure. Yeah. I can't Especially seek my own if there release. Hasn't, 
especially if it has not been a source of pleasure, which goes back to that belief that our future is always dictated by our past. Right. Okay. So now let's let's come at it. Let's give our listeners a take some takeaways. Okay. How do you challenge these beliefs? Because I think this applies to not just sex again, like we talked about exactly. already. Then it applies to your entire life. Mm-hmm. And so, what can you do to challenge those beliefs? To challenge those distortions? To to not allow those things to limit what you can experience? Um, partly for me, my faith is always what's going to bring me back to a higher level. And so realizing that my identity is not in this world, my identity is God's girl and I'm completely perfect that way. And that this is my secret garden. It's a place that we get to create, to enjoy a little bit of, um, really divine connection and in, in heaven on earth and a secret place. If I'll change my perspective to that, then I come from my best self, not my poor, right. emasculated, emaciated, you know, beat down self. Right. So changing my perspective to come up a little bit higher. Yep. Is- Being a, be, yeah, recognizing the, the role you play in something bigger than yourself is a big step. Exactly. And the other, the other things I think of are, some of it's just visualizing some positive results, you know, yeah, re- remembering exactly. the times when that belief didn't ring true and you yeah. acted through it and yeah. you discover, you know, think of the times, let's go to the analogy that for kind of where you are now and the way Paul has come about it with some stressful times. And, you know, I think I've got a cure in mind for, yeah. for that. And you're like, yeah, that does, that does really help kind of lighten the load. And then all yep. of a sudden that's, you just shifted everything. Yeah, exactly. From if nothing else, you shifted it from a definite, guaranteed no to a possible. It doesn't mean it still doesn't happen. Well, right. Anything you can do to shift yourself from wanting to create an angry statement or provide retribution or you know that anything that's born out of your anger. Anytime you can shift that to be towards each other just in kind of an opportunity of something better, an opportunity for growth, that's going to be right. superior. And, and the, the, one that, the one that I keep coming back to for me and work with with people in my practice is it's, it's almost just a mantra. It's just a statement you start saying to yourself is, I can handle it. You know, yeah. I can handle what happens. I can handle life on life's terms. Right. So if I want to make a move and I'm afraid I'm going to get rejected – I can handle being rejected. So I yeah. can stop thinking and I can start acting. Yeah, that's good. I always say, I think I'm bigger than that. Yeah. I'm bigger than that. And that's just yeah. it too. That, and some of those yeah. are the, your self-talk. You change your self-talk a little bit. With, <laughs> oh, and, heck yeah. And a simple, one, a simple way to start that I know Pam's adopted is, you know, it's really easy for us to be really hard on ourselves. And God, I'm so stupid. Or God, I can't believe yeah. I made that. As opposed yeah. to just change that to, you know, I'm usually smarter than that. <laughs> that's good you know and that's a simple little shift but it's a dramatic one that's very good so it's it and it all starts internally you yeah know, it all starts with just start acting more take a risk let go of the the attachment to an outcome know you can handle it yeah examine where that comes from be be good and supportive of yourself mm-hmm and see what shifts that starts to bring in your life. 
Very good. I think hopefully that'll help. I think it will because it 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 should make it to where there's a little more there's a, there's more moves made maybe there's more conversations yeah. started maybe and that's where it, and that's one of the things I love about just our show and getting the feedback mm-hmm. from our listeners is hearing yeah. that you've given us stuff to talk about that has really changed things and that that is awesome to me that's a I'm humbled by that I know me too that, I, and when they when you guys um, listen to the show and then you tell us that you just found it you've listened to 20 back episodes right that's just that's awesome that is so hopefully this helps you and whatever comes up to you today that that kind of throws your energy off or throws your mood off and makes you feel you know agitated or angry just test what can you do you know how can you shift this what are you believing and how right. can you come up higher and then see how that plays into your most intimate emotions and, right. and connections because you ask yourself what's true of what you're feeling because mm-hmm. sometimes there is some truth in there typically sure but it does, it's not a hundred percent and that's right. where it starts to become limiting so you can discount the distorted part of it and the unrealistic part of it acknowledge the truth of it and do something different. Exactly. Tackle it head on. Yeah. So have a new perspective and then go enjoy some pleasure. And then whatever happens, just trust yourself. You can handle it. <laughs> yes, you can. Hey, come see us at sexymarriageradio.com. And uh, we are looking forward to hearing from you. And thanks for listening. Have a great day. Let's talk about